Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I was so, like, when I was a kid and, you know, I always thought, oh, like, I want to move to New York. I want to be an artist. I want to, like, you know, do all those things. And Cats was, like, on Broadway for, like, 400 years. So you were like, this has to be the best musical ever. I saw a traveling show of it and I was like, what the fuck (laughs) is this crap? It's so bad. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Overshare, the podcast. I'm Lily here with Jocelyn, and it is our second one of the year, correct? It's the second one we're recording this year. But however, oh. since we're in the future and you all are in the past, I think this is going to be like episode four or five of 2021. Mean, what, what is time? What is 2021? Um, I, don't, I don't know. I know that, <laughs> I, I just, I, I know that question. it was silly to think that when 2020 ended, like it would be a new horizon and a new beginning. Funny, um, I wouldn't know. Funny you bring that up, Jocelyn, because didn't I actually say that in our podcast <laughs> when it was like, oh my God, 2021. And I was like, yeah, but like, what's the di- what's ending? There's there's no time is not real. I know. How long is, is this going to last? It's very, very strange. Honestly, we're recording the intro to this episode after we already did the entire bulk of the episode. And you guys all know why later in the episode we discuss dinosaurs. <laughs> but I feel like at this point in time, whatever time might mean, we're ready for dinosaurs to re-infiltrate the earth. Like that's the only thing that would bring me joy at this point. And I know that's wildly specific, but if you know, you know, okay. I think this is also how you know that we recorded the entire episode already, because that is what Jocelyn is leading with. (laughs) And you're going to have to listen to the entire episode. It's at the very tail end. And um, if you don't believe in dinosaurs, I just, I feel for you. I do. Jocelyn's very concerned just because she loves the idea of dinosaurs in general. But anyway, shall we move on to our first segment? Yes, we should. We shall. So over it. What she said. 
Jocelyn, uh, are you over people not believing in dinosaurs? Yes, and I didn't even realize it until today, to be quite frank. I, I know. I, I'm telling you, God, this is really out of order, but it's basically, I tell later that I went on an Instagram rant last night, uh, inspired by Megan's Instagram rant about how evolution is not taught in schools, and apparently people don't believe in dinosaurs. And now I've brought Jocelyn into it, and she is mind-blown as well. Very mind-blown. And again, and I'll get into this in more depth later, but I, I'm not interested in living on a planet where dinosaurs have never been. So it's just not a narrative I'm willing to, uh, you know, invest any time in. Also, living in the land of the lost was one of the best 90s TV shows okay, for but children. I, I was kidding. Did you want to be over something else? Yes, I know what I'm over. And this is actually kind of controversial, kind of a, a hot take, oh. if you will. Um, and, you know, I'm not a queen of controversy. Well, I mean, you do talk about dinosaurs a I lot do. now. That so. is one of the most touchy subjects I've ever touched upon. But um, people who honk a lot... I judge. I judge very openly. People who just feel the need to honk constantly for no apparent reason, who overuse their honkers constantly, uh, I judge. I silently judge. And I know I'm an I, I seem to be a nice person from the outside, but I'm huge judging bitch people. On the uh, yes, I, I'm a huge bitch on the inside, and I'm <gasps> definitely judging people who honk too much very harshly what, uh, when what, someone honks for no reason i'm like oh my gosh small brain Ugh. like that's what's going on in, how, my, in my mind i guess how do you know they're honking for no reason for me it's I, apparent it's apparent it's obvious i'm at a red light and they're like honking i'm like the light is red what do you want me to do or someone's walking across a crosswalk and you're honking at me behind me like what do you want me to do run this person over is well, that what you want like get a life that's what i think i will uh, i rarely would ever play devil's advocate for this but <laughs> I will say that I have accidentally honked sometimes. Oh, yeah. And That's a different story. I, but I'm like mortified. Or I have honked at someone because I didn't realize there was someone crossing the street and that's what they were waiting for. And then I feel like a huge asshole after. But I try to like wave and be like, I'm right. sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But um, I have just a general rule that like you're an asshole. If you are holding down your horn, there's no reason, no, that, no reason ever to be holding down your horn for more than a second. Unless someone is literally backing up or driving into, like, about to hit you. If you are literally, and they are not stopping. That is the only reason you should be depressing it for a long time. Because it's uh, like the boy who cried wolf, right? It's like, if you're just honking constantly, when there's a real wolf in the mix, no one's going to care. They're going to let you get eaten by that freaking wolf. Same thing with horns. You should I don't only really use them when they're absolutely necessary. Because they aren't always around the same people. So I don't know if... Wolves are all around us. Lily. Anyway, but I, I do agree with you that I think or it's like if you don't go right away at the light like I always give people like a second like if they were like looking down like everyone I know everyone's on their phone at stoplights I'll give them a break but um oh, well I was gonna do a, a different over it but I feel like should I piggyback on that absolutely I, Lisa and I were driving yesterday and I think I've probably vented about this before two things one when people um don't totally know where they're going but instead of like pulling over, figuring it out and then going, they just decide to like slow down and go like 10 miles an hour Very on dangerous. a main street Very and dangerous. just like, and then start to slow down and then you go to pass them, but then they speed up so you can't pass them because they realized it's two more streets. Oh, but wait, now they have to slam on the brakes because it's, oh my God. It's not safe, especially in a city like Los Angeles. And I think you will agree with me on this. And if there are any Angelinos listening to this podcast, mm -hmm. I would love to hear from you. Worst city in this entire county for drivers, 
Beverly freaking Hills. I'm scared oh. every time I go there because people are so neurotic and they act like they own the mean streets. Oh my God. So it's funny terrifying. you bring this up. So you remember my scarring story about yes. um, when I left work one day. Yes, you really guys, almost got into an actual physical brawl with a woman. Uh, I in really the thought I was going Hills. to be punched in the face. I was like in my brain, like, oh my God, <gasps> I've never been punched. Am I going to the hospital? Is this going to like, yes. do I, am I going to need plastic surgery after this? What's going on? <laughs> so I used to live like literally a mile away from work. I think it was 0.8 miles. And I could take like main streets. We were on Wilshire and Robertson. I've moved so I can expose this now. Yes. I Not that the people listening necessarily know where any of this is, but two main streets where our office was, was Wilshire and Robertson. I could take Robertson up to just the next like big main street, turn left and my neighborhood's right there. Or I could just cut behind the building and I go through a neighborhood and then I avoid any stoplights or annoying traffic. And it's a few stop signs, but no traffic. Good. I am half of the way home and I go to turn left and there's a stop sign that I had been stopped at. And then there's one that is perpendicular to me that the person has to stop at too. I start to turn because she is obviously supposed to stop. No, she just keeps going. So we miss each other by like an inch and is 100% her fault because she just flew through the stop sign. Not even like slowed down a little, just going like 35 right through it. So I honk at her then because bitch, you almost hit me. Then you would think like she maybe like realized that she did it or was like, oh fuck, I almost hit someone. I should slow down. No, no. <laughs> instead, she, instead, then she just proceeds to run the next stop sign the exact same way. And I literally am like now kind of far behind her because she's speeding. And I started honking again because in my, I'm going, oh, you, she's going to kill someone. Like, what are honestly. you doing? And I, I want to say she was in like a, like a BMW a fancy car. It was a yeah. fancy car for sure. And this bitch, after I honk twice, because I'm the problem here. She had turned right and gone like straight through and it's another four-way stop. So like, thank God no one else was there, but <laughs> turns this corner. And of course it's the corner I have to turn to. I stop at the stop sign. But then when I keep going, she stops the car in the middle of the road. So I cannot go around her. It's a residential street, so it's not that wide. So inside, I'm already pissed. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, what's happening? What? This has never happened to me. I don't think I've ever had someone get out of the car because that is what she did. She literally puts her car in park, swings open the door. And she, when I tell you guys, it, I kept watching the Mia Ponsetta, Ponsetta, is that yes, her last name? Yes. The, the girl that's gone viral the daddy, recently. The daddy for, hat, so yeah, caring. She yes. attacked the guy the for kid. thinking. Yeah. The, not the guy, the kid, the, the 14 year old kid the child. for thinking yes. that. And I kept the way she talked and the way she acted. I was like, she reminds me of someone. And I can't put my That's finger on who it. it is. It was this girl too. It could, this honestly could have been her. No, it might've been, might've been, might've been, who knows? But, she would have um, been like this, Lily, Lily, like she did to Gail oh, King. Oh, she, when was, she was like Gail. And I was like, thing. if I was Gil King, I would slap her through the Zoom. Right? Gail is like, a goddess, but I'm but, sorry, continue. No, so that's the thing. It's like, I didn't get out of my car because like, are you fucking kidding? No <laughs> way. I, so I like kind of rolled down the window and she like gets out and starts coming towards me. And I'm like, and I, I was mad too because she just almost fucking hit me. And I was like, looked at her and she's like, what the fuck, bitch? Starts screaming at me. And I was like, 
you almost just hit me. And she goes, like, I just start screaming, saying nothing, actually. And I keep just going, like, you literally just ran two stop signs and almost hit me and are going to kill someone. And then she says, P.S. de resistance. I don't know what square-ass town you're from, bitch, but here we call it the California roll. (laughs) And didn't she say, like, that's how we do it in Beverly Hills? Some, something? something along those lines, yes. Oh my gosh. And I looked at her me. as if she just told me she believed in QAnon. And I was like, <laughs> that's not a law. She probably does, honestly. Like, literally, I was like, that's not a real law. Are you kidding? What? Like, And you did not roll through. You literally just pretended. There was no thousand percent. You had the first interaction with Maya Poinsettia or whatever her name is. I one hundred percent believe it, that. I, I, it's for sure not her. But like, if you needed an exact replica of the type of person, it was like she, was she acted, wearing a hat that said "Daddy" on it. I honestly I I blacked out because I was so terrified because at one point she is literally leaning into my car like getting in my face and I was like what are you gonna do hit me (laughs) like what I I was so confused why she was so mad at me for honking like I don't know I mean I mean mean, uh, honking upsets you too so maybe yeah, Maybe but it's just you like pushed a little past your edge. I don't believe in the California role, though. Okay, that, I no. I, and then look, what square ass town you're from? I was like, <laughs> that's not law. Am I from here? What do you know? Like, oh my god, how is this happening? And then oh. finally, she stomped off, got in her car. I think it ended with like, "What are you gonna do? Hit me?" And she's like, "I fucking should." And she goes back to her car, gets in, and um, then. The bitch she is proceeds to pull forward to the next stop sign. A lot of stop signs. Maybe I should have just taken Robertson. (laughs) Um, Next stop sign and just fucking stops. Good for her. You taught her a lesson, Lil. That was a learning opportunity. Move. Great. For at least a minute while having her hands out her window and sunroof going, keep honking, bitch. Keep honking. And I'm just going, no you know what i remember from this situation was um first off driving through your neighborhood specifically in beverly hills was like so dangerous because everyone was I crazy my tire one time because there was such a big pothole i was like scared to drive through beverly hills in that neighborhood and i just remember you calling or texting me after this altercation and you were like crying basically I, you were it- so scared I literally, I, I mean, I just don't do well with confrontation anyway, but she was literally about to punch me in the face for honking at her for almost hitting me and then running another Great. stop sign. Great. I wonder where she is now. You know what I hope? I hope she's our freaking caller right now. How fantastic would it be <laughs> if this Mia Poinsettia adult 2.0 or 1.0 was on our show today? Um, speaking of which, we are taking calls now. We want you on the show. We want you to call us because we have a phone number with a voicemail, the number Number is 562-661-8729. Please call. Leave us a message letting us know what you are over in depth with your name if you feel comfortable. Three minutes or less. We highly recommend you write it down before you call so that you are able to get all of your information out. Because this is a safe space. I'm mostly impressed with how well you read the phone number because it made it sound like you memorized it. Well, girl, my teleprompter skills, they run deep and I've got it on the screen right now. 
Hey, my name's Julia. I'm from North Carolina, and I'm calling to tell you what I'm over this week. Um, I am super over family members sharing false information and just, like, just hateful stuff, just, like, blatantly on Facebook, especially around the holidays. I feel like 2020 has been really hard for everyone, and there's no need to make it harder on the people that you love. And I feel like these old people, like, while they have, like, sometimes good intentions or, like, they could be lovely in some ways, like, are really showing, like, how awful their hearts can be. And it's it's just, like, really upsetting and eye-opening to see, like, the, just, like, the people in your family that, like, we're all Christians up from the South. So, like, the people in your family that, like, say that they're, you know, one way and that they believe in loving everyone and not judging people, um, but then acting a totally different way. And it's not new, but it's just, I feel like this time of year, especially this year, all we need is just some peace and some love and just understanding and openness. So that's what I'm over this week. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, was it Julia? You, was yeah. that her name? Was it Julia? Thanks, Julia. Yeah. Wow. Um, couldn't agree more. And I think that extends to just like people, you know, in your life, seeing like how people have reacted to everything going on in the world. It's like, oh, I didn't know that that's how you felt. And this is very eye opening. And we've discussed this. It's like, I think growing up, our parents were like, or at least mine would be like, I don't know if you should be on that. You know, what if something bad happens? Meanwhile, okay, the most rabid mean people on social media are the people aged like 50 to 70 on Facebook, um, the way they treat each other. And I have a very, I have a very strict rule now. I very seldomly even go on Facebook because I feel like that's the meanest place on the internet. But um, if I see anyone, whether I'm related to them or not, uh, write anything hateful whatsoever, delete immediately. You're out of my life. You're deleted. Goodbye. I don't even have, I'm, I, that's it. Just you're out. I can't, ha- I can't have space for that. I can honestly say I haven't been on Facebook for more than 10 seconds. Like, and that was on accident for uh, probably the entire last, all of quarantine. It's, I mean, what's the point? But I feel, I, I, feel I don't even really, really know. I don't know why I went on it before, to be honest. I think it was just like out of habit. And then it was like, uh, no, bye. I definitely relate um, on the Facebook note, at least with that. And the hypocrisy of it all, I think, is there's just no excuse. Like, be who you say you are or say you are what you actually are. That's it. I just also, like, I and one of my alternate over it options was going to be, I'm so over people acting like it's political to think that we shouldn't do certain things where it's like I just so much of what's gone on in the last year I'm like how is this still like oh Democrats versus Republic I get there's like shady I they all do shady shit behind the scenes I'm not stupid and I'm not like oh my god Democrat to like if Donald Trump was a Democrat and doing all the stuff that he did yes I would look to the Republican and be like what do you you have to have more to offer so I'm just like so confused on people's compartmentalization of logic and compassion because it's like even I what killed me that fucking people comparing the Black Lives Matter protest to this Capitol thing I'm like 
it was as bad as the tweet that Donald Trump Jr. had put out where it was um, like uh, something about comparing like his dad losing the election to people. He's like, you don't see angry Republicans rioting everywhere. And it was like, did someone die? No, your dad lost. Like, shut the fuck up. So then even now people are still doubling down on that. And I'm like, I don't understand. Yeah. And can- I think especially like during the holidays, And especially like this year, Thanksgiving and the Christmas holiday season, um, just I can't even imagine being forced to be in a situation where there's just so much hate, you know, and I really feel for her. I think that sucks. And I think she's definitely not alone in what she's going through. So... And unfortunately, I think so much of it is like people's just like, especially I think a lot of Republicans that are very pro-Trump and then seeing everything that's Time happening and maybe like, oh, shit, like, fuck. But they're like confused, frustrated, sad, like that, like they obviously I don't think most Republicans support what I happened mean, in the Capitol. But people like, hopefully I don't think most people do. That was clearly a group. Yeah, it's like that was clearly a <laughs> rabid group of extremists that, uh, I mean, there's a lot of them, but it just feels like, uh, how could you not, not that all of it's about the Capitol, but it's like w- with this entire situation, like how can you not take a step outside it? And I think, I think what it comes down to is I think people are and, very scared of admitting they're wrong, not just in this situation, but in all things in life, I think, um, People would rather fight for something they don't actually in their hearts believe in as opposed to admit, you know what, I was wrong. And I think people who are willing to be like, you know what, I want to change. I I was wrong, you know, X, Y, and Z, reg- of any topic for that matter. I think that is true strength is being able to be like, you know what, I've been wrong. And I mean, also like not waiting too long to do it is important. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and especially because also I feel like when it's gotten to a point where it does feel like it's so like pick a side and it's not like, well, I don't agree with that and I don't agree with everything you guys do, but like you're not doing as many fucked up things as the party that I was with. Like it feels like you should be able to prioritize and it's like, yeah, maybe they don't do everything you want, but like compromise. If, if it's going to be, like, people losing their lives and violent, like, trying to overthrow the government. Yeah, and my advice kidding? to Julia like, would no. just be, not that you even asked for advice, you were just venting. But here's some unsolicited advice is, <laughs> like, if people are leaving mean comments to you or especially online, just, like, if you don't feel comfortable deleting them, silence them. They don't even need to know that you're not listening to whatever yeah. it is that they're putting out there. Mute is fantastic and it's less confrontational, but if you're feeling saucy, like I have lately, just delete people. (laughs) And that's the tea. I'm like, or you could take my route and respond sometimes because, and I will say that I find a lot of those kind of things, the easiest to respond to because I'm not someone that's going to like enter into an argument that I'm, that I'm going to lose usually. (laughs) But like, when you aren't arguing for a political party, when it's literally like for human rights and just like you want like everyone just 
to be happy and everyone should be kind to each other. How, like, how are you going to lose that argument? When it's Long term, you're not going to lose. With hate. So hang in there, fight the good fight. Call us if, <laughs> and call and us if you ever right want to vent again. For those of you guys listening who are over anything, again, the number is 562-661-8729. We are here with an ear. It rhymed. <laughs> um, and with that, oh I'm so God. excited that we're sharing we're sharing today with you guys over sharing with someone who is just full of joy and love and hilarity. I don't know if that's a word, but I'm so excited. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, you guys, joining us for the very first time on Overshare is someone that, full disclosure, Lily and I have been friends with for at least five years and are openly huge fans of. Her name is Sarah Whittle. Hello, hello. I also feel like I have to give some context. So we'll get into how we met. But currently, (laughs) you are an incredibly multi-hyphenate woman. First off, you are the leading seamstress. Jocelyn's favorite term, multi-hyphenate. Yeah, 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 multi-hyphenate. You're a leading cat seamstress on Instagram, (laughs) specializing in all things cat on human clothing. Uh You um, are a beauty guru. Oh, You have every color of hair, which I think is so fantastic. Every color. And you also just happen to work at this little place called Smosh. Which, yeah. I don't know. Internet people might have heard of. So and <laughs> I also have a question. Are you also a pop star? Because this is a very old school Britney Spears little <laughs> I feel like uh, a K-pop. microphone. Uh, yeah. I, oh, this like. Uh. Yeah. Well, and it's actually uh, Chips Ahoy headphones. Stop. Uh, wow. Like, oh. Are those with- custom? Yeah, they Chips Ahoy sent it to Smosh Games like a while ago, and then I don't you have like, game. I don't have gamer headphones, and Matt Rob was just like, "Get take, just take these fucking headphones. Like you need you need gamer <laughs> headphones because you're 
he's like, you keep buying cheap headphones and I honestly that much I, shit. <laughs> I kind of, I don't feel like I ever got stuff like headphones, but I feel like that's one of the things I miss about being in an office is just like getting random shit that it's like you would never buy, but it's like, oh, that'd be helpful. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. And so I've used it a ton. They're heavy as hell, but um, yeah, I feel very like, I feel like you need star. to do some like TikToks where you're like doing performances. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're very multi-hyphenate, obviously, like I mentioned. Also, another oh. thing is you are oh. like a, oh, I was going to say Sorry. you're a cat queen, but honestly, Lily's dog must be hearing us right now because <laughs> Max is having a visceral reaction. It's like, to Max. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> Max. <laughs> All right, so we're back. We had a minor mishap. Lily received a mystery package at her door, but it was nothing to speak of, anything exciting. <laughs> so we're moving on. So Sarah, like I was saying, you are like very multi-hyphenate as I feel like everyone on this show is. Um, but what did I not mention? You were about to talk about my cats, my yeah. real cats, not my cats on my dress. No, of cat course, I'm, I'm glad that you made the differentiation there because it can all get very confusing when there's so many cats involved. <laughs> but um, but yes, you're also a cat mother to how yes. many at this point? Uh, Two, I am three? a cat mother of three wonderful kitties and oh uh, I adopted each one of them. Tartufo, he's an orange um, chunky boy. And then I have Puppy, who is a uh, black and gray cat. And uh, then I have TJ from Tijuana. That's why he's named TJ. And he's a uh, Siamese, a snowshoe Siamese cat with crossed eyes. Wow. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds fantastic. To be that honest, their I... paws are white. Like they walked in snow. Oh, that's, oh, that's cute. cute. Yeah. See, I love that. I'm very, very well versed in dog breeds. And I used to volunteer in like middle school to like be the person at PetSmart holding them being like, yeah, they're for adoption. They're this breed. <laughs> me, me, me. Um, I liked cats when I was little, but I feel like kind of grew out of it. But dogs i feel like when you're adopting them it's so sketchy because like what if they don't get along or what if yeah. one of them gets jealous are cats oh they're a bitch to introduce to <laughs> how each other the, how did that go <laughs> oh well okay so i adopted at first claudio and i many many years ago we had just like moved in together like six months prior to us getting cats and we weren't even freaking looking for cats we just went to brunch and then we were <laughs> were, you were, drunk were, were you a big a cat, cat person before uh, I've always been like a huge animal person. And because I'm a military kid, we leaned more towards cats. So I easier had a cat to, growing yeah. up. Yeah, they're easier to take around um, when you're moving and stuff. But I had one cat and he was an outdoor cat. So he uh, like in high school, he left and never came back. So maybe someone adopted him or I don't know. It's OK. <laughs> outdoor cats. We're going to go with someone life. found him and adopted him. Yeah, we're going to say that. So, uh, yeah, I've always been like very, I love animals. I love cute things. My mom used to always buy me like cat posters and dog posters and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I've always been that. But like when we first moved in together, it was not like I wasn't ready. I was barely ready to have a boyfriend. <laughs> it wasn't like together. you were begging him to get a cat. And then finally one day he was like, okay. Because it's like a huge ass responsibility. And then when you leave, it's like a, I mean, it's like an 18, ideally, year commitment. 15 My art, years my at least. That's 19. crazy. That's, That's amazing. Crazy. Wow. No, it wasn't. so uh yeah we we hadn't drank at brunch either but we just happened to like happen upon this woman with a bunch of cats (laughs) she's a rescue she's a rescue (laughs) like she would like go to different 
people's fostering and pick up the cats and be like, does anyone want these cats? So then we found these like two adorable orange wait, wait, cats. No, I need you to back up. So you're at brunch where? In Santa Monica. She's uh, at Bungalow in Santa Monica. In Santa Monica. She's she like, have a box of kittens? No, she just has like, like she runs a rescue, but like the- She had like a binder a- that was like, hey, do you want this one? No, it's like a like she, you know, like ten people foster kittens, and so she like every Sunday would oh, like so pick up like the a, cats to like get them adopted. Uh, on like PetSmart when you like, yeah, like PetSmart, but she it, was literally it. on the corner of the street. <laughs> I didn't know they did that. <laughs> you know, she does. She does. So, uh, yeah, we found these two adorable, like small little orange kitties, and they were brothers, and so we were like, we want them. Oh, we and you couldn't them. just get one, so you had to get two. It's all, I mean, you, I, I highly recommend getting two cats. Like the human, the human love is like one thing, but like a cat to cat love, it's like another thing. And if you can give them both then and then when you leave the house, they have someone to play with. Like, that's the best. We did the same thing and we got a brother and sister. I was like three, but, um, my sister was obsessed with them and named them Bootsy and Maggie. <laughs> very five-year-old names but, but also um, lily was obsessed with the musical cats which i know sarah you watched the new version of cats I, I many 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 it. times cult classic already oh my god i, like, I can't bring the thing myself is, to watch is it. like i was so like when i was a kid and you know i always thought of like i want to move to new york i want to be an artist i want to like you know do all those cats. things and cats was like on broadway for like 400 years so you were like this has to be the best musical ever i saw a traveling show of it and i was like what the fuck <laughs> is this crap it's so bad how old were you i was like 13 Okay, so um, I saw it when I was five in London, and it casual. was right. That was when yeah. I was rich. Um, <laughs> literally, me and my sister obsessed. I had the program. I probably still have the program somewhere, Aww. and just obsessed with it. And then, as I like, couldn't even tell you though now, like what the plot is. Like, there's I, no fucking there plot, is no Lily. story. There's no weird. plot. But, but Sorry, I'm I, cussing a lot. No, it's, <laughs> it's fine. Absolutely we'll fucking world. fine. <laughs> so then I see the previews start coming out for the other one. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> I no, no. This is this is tainting my memory of my favorite musical that is just Aww, that I don't remember so nice anything that about. You liked it. <laughs> I know I'm well, like the only fan. Also, apparently. I was a big theater kid, so I was like, oh, I love cats. <laughs> I, I love theater, and this is horrible. And so when everyone was like, the movie's horrible, and I'm like, oh, really? It's always been horrible. <laughs> Like, what did you expect from human-sized talking dancing cats? Like, let's just have a moment well, of a reality. a five-year-old, it felt very sophisticated for me, but... <laughs> um, but Sarah, so you mentioned um, Claudio, your husband. You have the most exciting life. First off, you're a military kid. You got to live all over the place. You actually don't think I knew that. You married, you married an Italian man from Italy and got married in an Italian castle, okay? Sounds like Where a Where do you go from here? Your life is so international. I know it's it's uh yeah I'm a military kid I'm half Korean I'm married to an Italian immigrant it's great it is exciting and like your wedding um we'll have to insert a photo on the YouTube video anything you have on your Instagram was flawlessly gorgeous I don't know anyone else besides maybe like a random celebrity that I don't know who has gotten married in a castle 
in Look, Italy. I highly recommend it because it's like <laughs> relatively, re- it sounds so expensive and like bougie and like, bleh. oh, is it not? Dude, it's not expensive at all. <gasps> it's not. So I think I put this into the universe, like we're growing up because I was like a military kid. I loved visiting Italy because we lived in Germany. And this sounds like I'm so rich. We're a military. No, well, that's, like, I didn't not. actually, I didn't know that about you. And did oh. you know Lisa Heiser is? Yeah, yeah, I Have did. you guys bonded over that? Because she always talks about it. And she'll be like, when I lived in London. And I'm like, what the fuck? Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So I would go to like Italy with like either my like church group. And then I like brought my family along. And I was like, this is where we went for my church group. So uh, I, me and my mom always were like, I want to live in Italy. We love Italy. And then when I uh, married an Italian man, I was like, I'm going to get married in Italy. <laughs> And then he was like, what, where do you want to get married? I was like, is there a castle? Let's go to a castle. Find a castle. And so that was he, he like, not, he was like, oh, we can. But like, oh, he was, he, was like, he down to get married here? No, he was like, of course we're going to get married in Italy. Like, oh. why wouldn't we? And, and so like, for how much we paid, like, is sometimes just the location fee, not even in like Malibu or anything like that, in like Colorado or Washington, like, we got an entire wedding for 50, 60 people with hors d'oeuvres and unlimited champagne and red sparkling wine. And the cake and was a castle. And it was a castle. And the flowers and two nights in the castle. I slept in the castle and they cooked breakfast for us. Like it was the most magical experience of my so life. So that sounds like a literal movie. And I would <laughs> like to star in the remake. She's um, basically Lizzie McGuire. You're basically Lizzie McGuire at oh, this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. No, but I have a question. Do you think we always joke that like in at least I, we've only ever been talking exclusively about America's cause, um, America because we're only in America. But like <laughs> when you add the word wedding to something automatically, it's like, oh, that's five times more than it would have been if it was just a normal party. Does Italy just like not have that? So it's cheaper. It's just well, like, oh, no, you're no, throwing Italy, a party. Like Italy is just doesn't like, run they as don't expensive. Take as, they don't take advantage of people as much. <laughs> Well, it's just they don't run as expensive as like L.A. does or or some things in America do. I think like, you know, relatively, it's like not a I, I feel bad speaking like it, they have like Naples, for example, where Claudio's from. The unemployment rate is very high and jobs don't really pay that much. Like they hear what we pay for rent and they're like, holy crap. Right. What? That's not even the same. Yeah. It's the same as like if you're in a smaller town rather than in L.A. in the U.S. So the cost is, of living is, is just different. Yeah, it's just you different. Know, it's so just you can get the best pizza in your entire life. Uh, just down at the pizzeria down the street, it's like $3. Just the Ugh. cost of living is overall yeah, it's lower. just overall I, better. I would just be more curious, like if you went in to get like your wedding cake, if it was a wedding cake or if it was a cake that resembled a wedding cake that was for my birthday, mm-hmm. would the wedding cake cost more? Well, because this in was, LA, this you venue, know it would cost more. <laughs> yeah, this venue is like a wedding and event space. So the castle was like, it, it's used to like throwing parties or like 60th birthday parties or whatever. And so, uh, yeah, they just charged us what they normally it's charge, like which probably rate. for that area is a lot. It's still a lot totally. of money. It's not cheap by any means to put on a wedding for Obviously, 60 people. But comparatively speaking. Exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah, it was great. And like, it's funny because they have like this whole like, grounds around the castle and everything and they're like this is where we do the ceremony back in the trees forest and I was like me and Claudio he's a film he has a film degree I have like a tv degree and we both love photography and we were like the pictures are not gonna look good like we're not doing it here and so I was like hey there's this like 
concrete platform in front of the castle. Can we do the ceremony there? And I like come out of the castle and come down the hill. And, and then, then we do the you ceremony. You produced there. your wedding. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And they were like, oh, that's, that's, we've never done that before, but like, yeah, we can do that. And then after the wedding, they were like, we're going to start offering that. Because <laughs> it so was amazing. Obviously. Oh my God. That's when we went to Jill's wedding. Literally, it was gorgeous. It was on like this huge property with like a little house that they all stayed in. And then we, the whole uh, reception after was under this tent. And I just remember every time we would look at Jill, she'd be like marching over to someone and like going like through a checklist or something. We're like, Jill is producing her own wedding right now. <laughs> that, that is what is happening. And I feel like that's people with a producer mind just can't help it. <laughs> oh, oh, no. no. Oh, no. She looks so happy, though. Sarah is frozen for momentarily, but she looks great. I'm screenshotting If you can that. hear us. If you can hear us clap. No, sometimes life just fucking humbles you. It's like talking about your dream wedding. And then they're like, no, internet is a piece of crap. (laughs) (laughs) I'm texting you the screenshot of it because you just looked so content. I was like. (laughs) (laughs) So you have this wedding, which is gorgeous and obviously huge fans of your husband. But I feel like we have to go back a little like a step prior to that, which is how How we met. met. You were working at Clever. I'll never forget Joe Beretta, who mm-hmm. in the Smosh world is like very well known and beyond, obviously, for his own stuff. Um, he was like, I have this friend that I think you should like meet. And also, how did you worked at like some did didn't you guys have a connection? Had you guys worked together? Actually, it was uh, me and um, Sonny. So like a producer oh, yeah. at Smosh. Yeah. Yes. And he, I had happened to have had his job before he left Game Show Network. That's and, what it was. And uh, so, yeah, I was working at Game Show Network. And then I think him and I met. And then the next day I got laid off. Like the entire department got laid off. So I was like, hey, I'm available. And so uh, I auditioned for Clever. And then I also was like working production for Smosh. And for a long time, I was like, occasionally like do hosting clever videos and then working for smosh and then eventually smosh needed me um more so i i hopped over there full time and i feel like we've clarified this for people watching if you aren't familiar or listening if you aren't familiar that literally smosh and clever were in the same office like and especially at the time smosh was like just like three i think you were like literally like four offices down for me yeah, exactly. So it was like yeah. not like a oh today I have to go into this off. Like no, it was like you could do multiple things in one day. Yeah, and they would usually force you to. <laughs> and but what I always loved about Sarah, like before I even got the chance to get to know you, so I was just going off of like what I saw of you was your impeccable sense of style when all these people because I mean I would be a lot of times sitting in the auditions for or watching the audition videos especially for news hosts which is what you did mostly Mm -hmm. um and these lovely amazing talented people would come in in like their cocktail dress or their like denim romper and Sarah would roll in I'm not even kidding you wearing like a unicorn printed full body skin suit of some sort and I was like I don't know who this person is but she has to stay. Okay. Yeah, Based I, uh, on the outfit alone. I auditioned in an emoji dress with like a suit jacket. <laughs> yes. Emojis were like popular. <laughs> and yeah, that's what I auditioned in. So well, talk about um, a great way to stay memorable. I think that's like a good audition tip for people who are listening, who have any aspirations of auditioning for something, wear something that people can't forget. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's weird to me to think that you auditioned. 
Yeah. Like, it feels like you just like were there one day. Oh, that's very sweet. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I was like, I really enjoyed it. It was fun. It was weird. Um, it was like, you know, uh, it, it, but it was like because I've worked in TV before uh, and I've done some hosting there. So it just felt like another like hosting gig. It, it was really fun. Oh, it felt like TV. Yeah, it felt like TV in a way where you're like writing, you're reading a teleprompter. Well, you're reading a teleprompter and also TV, very low budget. Absolutely. That's very true. Budgets for other things. Yep, exactly. Like the executives. (laughs) Actually saw a whole thing, um, a Twitter thread about um, female reporters that they always have to do their own makeup. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's that, very normal. And I like, writing their own stories. Yeah. And, and I guess that makes more sense to me. But like, and the makeup thing even, yeah, too, especially if they're like out in the field, because like, what, why would you, where is your, they're not going to send a traveling makeup or, oh, no. <laughs> this is a better screenshot. That was a better screenshot, Sarah. You were like this. But I'm so <laughs> confused. I was like, I'm so confused. It's so like, it like freezes, but then you come back totally fine without like having to No, <laughs> there's a seamless transition. Well, it's like, do you restart it? Like not, what's changing? No, I just chill. I just chill in you the just, loneliness like, silence then... until I come back and I hear sounds again. <laughs> we did this for three hours because we had an Among Us tournament last week on Twitch oh. at Smosh Games. And on Wednesday, my internet was like this. And I just like, was like, hopefully no one accuses me because I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so you worked at Clever and then you made the choice, like, well, Smosh made the genius choice to be like, we want you in our realm full time. So you went over there, worked there for a while. Then I remember you left and went to E for a while, right? Yeah, yeah I saw the writings on the wall um, because I had a production job where I saw the budgets and I saw what people were telling me about the budgets. So I was like, I think it's time to go. And so uh, I think it was like four months before the shutdown, three weeks before my wedding, I got a new job at a makeup company. Um, And so I was running their social media there for a while. And then I'll never forget, Sarah, the day that the whole shutdown happened, which I don't know if we've really ever talked about like (laughs) in depth on this show, which is weird because I feel like it affected a lot of people that we've had on. But the day of the shutdown, I was at my office until... 11 p.m. just like messaging all these people we worked with like hey sorry no one has jobs anymore we don't know what's going on it's insane because like we didn't know what was happening and you were not even working at Smosh at the time and I remember seeing you and you showed up I was just so glad that you were there yeah Yeah, you showed up because everyone was like we're partying at the office like come come show up like this is this is epic and I was like yeah sure why not it was like on my way home so I like stayed and like partied with everyone for a little bit and then when smosh made its comeback which was inevitable and so exciting you then went back over to smosh and now like I mean what's your title you're like the director or what what's your role yeah and actually in between uh like I was working at the makeup company but then I also was working at E uh, writing and producing for a late night show too and so um yeah, the Smosh was like, I want you back. And I was like, well, I'm in like this crazy job right now. Like, yeah, maybe yes. And so I like came over. <laughs> um, but yeah, so now I like I came back like being head of social, which is the job I kind of left at Defy, um, left Smosh. That's and so like then when I came job. back, it's huge. It's huge. And I, you know, I did some mad work there. <laughs> I saw something about it the other day. And it feels like if you had that job maybe like eight years ago, 
it wouldn't have it would have been like oh you're posting this you're literally it would have been like how joss and dana used to like alternate like one of them reposted videos on twitter and one was on facebook now it's like you're actually a content producer um a development person like you have to do everything and you have all this it's like managing a whole nother youtube channel Oh yeah, that's a hundred percent what it is because now with like the tool of like monetization and ads and and making money off of it, it is it could be depending on your your structure of your company, like it could be a revenue leg, like it's a whole nother revenue stream coming in. So, but then of course the fact that it could be means that they don't have a whole team necessarily, and it's like one mm-hmm. person having to do most of the stuff. It was one person, yeah. That. <laughs> so now yeah, do you have so, people helping you or or what what's the team like over there for, so for you? Initially it was like a team of a like two or three people. It was like an editor and me and someone else. And now now it's like a little bigger of a team. Um, but after the first year, they were like, Sarah, we want your expertise on the YouTube <laughs> channel. So they um moved me over to director of unscripted, which oversees and like um, executes all the creative when it comes to uh, the YouTube channels Smosh Pit and Smosh Games. So those are the unscripted channels. That and you're has. in a bunch of them now. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you've uh, always like made appearances, but I feel like I see you more consistently in them. Yeah, and and that's not by me deciding that at all. It's all it's <laughs> preaching a lot of, to like, the choir. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of the cast being like, Sarah, you should be in this. Sarah, like, come come have fun with us. So that's why you see my face more. It's not me being like, I want to be in this video. No, um, literally, Jocelyn think- used to force me to be on camera. Yes. And that's something else. Like, I feel like I'm just your biggest fan. But like another thing I've always loved about you that is not common in this business is your not thirstiness. <laughs> like, I think you get brought into stuff all the time because you're amazing, but you're not like, how do I get into this? Like, you're not like thirsty for fame. And I think that's so (laughs) amazing. (laughs) I think it's just lucky for them also that it happens to be that you're a producer that also happens to be good on camera. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you. I think it's because of my producing uh, that makes you better. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you better because you know what you want. You know what you need for the edit. I think it's like, I've always been like a person that's like, I should be a, 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 a Jane of all trades, like mm. figure out all the different things. Cause I also think that makes you a better person on the team. If you understand the, how everyone else's job, how work everything too. works, how audio works. And I don't know, I'm not a professional at it, but you should know kind of the concept of so it. You should be mediocre and- at everything. <laughs> Exactly. I am a professional uh, amateur. And so that's what I I think I am. (laughs) Well, and then also, I think it's same for us, like that, even though I wasn't used to being on camera, when I started, it was because it was with like Megan and Joss and Dana, and it's all people I'm so comfortable with. And you're around all the time and you're used to working with. So it feels like very natural to then just like hang out with your friends and you kind of forget the cameras even there. I mean, I guess you guys have a few more cameras than we do, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, totally. I get what you're saying. And, and, and you, you need that. I feel like, especially in YouTube content, it's better to have like you who has this existing relationship and rapport with them rather than auditioning someone that like would have to grow into it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think what's interesting, and this is kind of something you and I have been going back and forth, like talking about today. And we've talked about like, even separately, like off the record, is that 
you know, it's such a fun opportunity to do what you do. Um, but for people, and I, I mean, definitely no complaints. Like I feel so privileged to have the life and the job that I have, but it is fascinating. And you posted a rant on your social media today about this, as did <laughs> I, which is so weird. Um, we get a lot of unsolicited feedback that seems like really just unnecessary, like not about things that matter at all no. in the world. But like, I hate, like, I mean, the stuff that I've gotten before, it's like, you look like a dead skeleton. I'm like, that just doesn't feel, that doesn't That's feel not important. constructive. No, not at all. And also like, <laughs> who cares? You know what I mean? Um, but I would love for you to relish us with your rant from, from yesterday <laughs> or today and like, like where it all came from and what it was all about. Well, I think like, unfortunately, like hate comments are just like the thing that happens when you're like in this kind of position, when you're when you're on the Internet or if you're a person, a public person or you share any sliver of your life out there and people people like, you know, see you. And so I think like, unfortunately, that's a part of the job. But it is that doesn't mean it's not fucking annoying. So I think it's like there's a difference between being constructive and like just being a jerk yeah. or just being judgmental for like no real reason. And I think it's like I got a comment yesterday, which actually like made me laugh. And now like I love being 30. I love being 30. Yeah, because it's like for the longest time, I was like so afraid to like be old and like be 30 and like look mature and like not have fun anymore. But I don't give a shit anymore. I am 30. I'm fucking yes. proud. Age yes. is a blessing. And so it's like, I don't have to stop having fun. My mom, she's like 50, 60 years old, still wearing minion shirts. Like, let's fucking go. Let's like, do it. And if that makes her feel good, if cat dresses that I sew make me feel good, then what? does it affect you in fact it probably makes you feel better because i'm excited about what i'm wearing <laughs> well and that, that's the thing the people that are commenting on it it's like they're miserable for some reason in their life and they're like <laughs> mad that you're happy that you're wearing something that makes you happy because they don't have anything that they could wear to make them happy so exactly absolutely. but then and my also whole rant yesterday yeah and my whole rant yesterday was like some some guy some young guy was like you look disgusting with or without makeup ew you look horrible and it just made me laugh because it's so wrong you're <laughs> I look so cute you I do I, look I, so cute thank you like and then I don't even like it when people are like Sarah you're beautiful like with or without makeup no just finish it you are beautiful period like yes. there isn't or like you look better with makeup rather than without, or you look prettier without. It's not a competition with myself. I'm still cute. I'm still cute. I just and so saw, I think we should explore that more and we should encourage people to do that more. I just saw on Twitter, um, Brandon Wolfel, uh, photographer. Oh, the photographer, yes. Uh, he posted like, when you post a selfie that you think you look cute in and then this is the response and someone goes, "What, dude, what happened to your face? I'm like, it's and, so interesting. It's like, so interesting. I want to say none of these people would say this in person. But in no, these they days, wouldn't. I don't they know. would not. Well, that's <laughs> like, actually true. But oh, something she's I'm, frozen again. Oh, well, she looks so cute. Every I, time couldn't, she I thought frozen, she was just taking a long sip. <laughs> it's like the longest sip ever. Oh, my gosh, Sarah. When you freeze, it's so good. You were like this. You were just taking. We thought you were just taking a long sip. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking the tea. Something you said that 
that I've always so related to because especially, you know, most of my career was at Clever and most of my career has also been on the internet. And I'm the oldest, one of the oldest people on the internet. Like, let's just be real. I'm 38 (laughs) years old. I've been on YouTube for a long time. But even when I started, I was already the oldest person. Now I still am. And I'll get feedback from people that like this 45 year old lady, she's like trying to act like a kid and all this stuff. And I'm just like, you know, I'm so sorry you're like not having any fun in your life, but like I'm having a great time. And like, who cares? I want to be like your mother wearing a Mm -hmm. minion shirt until I'm like 400 years old. I think that sounds fantastic. I mean, I'm unsure when we get like this memo in the mail that goes, oh, sorry, you have to be boring now. Like you have to like just not ever do anything that like, why would your joys and stuff like, yes, they're going to evolve over the the years, but you're not Mm -hmm. just going to like lose all the things that make you happy because you're old, quote unquote. Or even on another. Oh, go ahead. And I remember like, you know, seeing kind of older people or like even just even younger people like around me get jaded about life and stuff like that. And I just like I I, kind of like, you know, of course, there are bad things happening. And of course, there are moments where I'm sad and I like need to process things and and bad things have happened and et cetera, et cetera. But I want to look at the positive. I want to look at the good things in a person. I want to see, I want to have fun. I want to laugh. That's why I think I laugh very easily <laughs> because it's like, I, I want to be present. I want to be excited and I want to see the magic in every day. And, and as if that feels corny, then I live in a corny world. Well, but I, love love cheese. I love That's- cheesiness. I've said one because of chronic pain, but two, I think everyone just right now with the world all like just literally coming down around us that finding joy in the little things every day is the only thing that's going to keep you going Mm -hmm. because you can't just be like one day it's going to be perfect because at this point I it's not and life's not going to ever be perfect. And I think for a long time, I thought when I have this, I'll be good. When I have this, I'll be good. If I have a husband, I never thought that I was just like always independent woman, but it's like. It's not going to be that way. So like find the joy in the present moment, even if it's not perfect. There was a TikTok I saw that was like, stitch this with the best advice your therapist ever gave you. And the person said that their therapist brought up um, having a goal-based life or a value-based life. And it was like, is your goal like to get the next big job or do you want to be financially stable so you can not be concerned about paying like different things where it's like, yes, you can still want money, but it doesn't have to be like, I'm only going to be happy if I hit these milestones, because then you're always, you're going to run out and you're going to have to keep going. And the value ones are always going to be there. And I think like your dreams change over time. Like I've talked about this over at Smosh, but like I auditioned for Clever. I was uh, focused on being on camera and producing. But then a couple of years ago, before I even came back to Smosh, I was like, I kind of don't want to be a performer. I just want to be behind the scenes. It's, it's kind of funny lot. how it works out. But I like gay. I like didn't didn't give up on it. I just like had different dreams at that point and different goals and stuff. And I think it's like we you should be able to do that to shift what you're aiming for too. I would always get kind of not frustrated, but kind of like I don't know when people like even in high school and college when they're like, "What do you want to do? What's your even now? They're like, "What's your dream career?" And I'm like. Well, if I had answered that in high school, it would have been impossible because it's like none of these existed yet. So and now I feel like technology continues to evolve like so exponentially that literally in a year there could be a whole new 
fucking TikTok thing that everyone like goes and jumps on. And then that's suddenly your new focus. So I think it's all just about taking opportunities that fit your values at the time and then seeing where they lead. Because also in the, I think lucky for us in the digital industry, it is growing and it's big, but it's also so small that like the connections can lead you to random stuff that you never would have found on your own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It can grow. Absolutely. It's a choose your own adventure situation. I mean, when we were kids growing up, like Lily said, especially like I didn't even have my own email address until I started college. Okay. I mean, that's that's, how you couldn't have even majored in like media. No, it didn't exist. It was just newspapers. back then. (laughs) That's all we had. That's how old I am. It's crazy. But I was listening to another podcast. I I used to use ink and write out each paper myself. Yeah, right. Terrible handwriting. But um, I was listening to another podcast uh, like a few days ago, and it's hosted by two women, I think like in their early 40s. And they were like, it just hit me. It just struck me that like, my life is actually happening. Like when you're a kid and you're growing up and you're thinking about like when you're an adult, you think of like, that will be my life. And I think, you know, same thing in your thirties. And that's what I've thought of. Even it's been super challenging because of COVID and quarantine and everything that's happening in our country and our world. But like, our this is our life. Like mm-hmm. this is it. It is happening. And um, I think it's so important to like stay focused on the things that matter and obviously stay informed about what's happening in our world and how we can make change. But I cannot like give enough emphasis to how important it is, I think, to have fun. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. think like having fun and finding those small things because the small things are the big things. Like Mm -hmm. you don't get to have an Italian wedding in a castle every day, but you do get to hang out with those three beautiful cats and do a little sewing project every day if you want to. Like that's what life is, you know? And the people that shit on you for that don't have those things and that's why they're upset exactly exactly and so and so when I like I went on my rant yesterday and I was like you know I got a lot of messages like you know f the haters like he's just hating blah 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 and I'm like he's not a hater he's hating something else he's not hating me yeah because like how could you I look cute but it's like you know I'm I'm like you know let's that's how I feel even like in I see a lot of people on Instagram, uh, women, especially like they post pictures and they're like, oh my God, I'm so awkward. Or like, oh my God, look at my hand or like whatever. (laughs) No, embrace it. You posted it, girl. You think you look cute. Even if you look awkward, like give, be your own hype person. If you can't be your own hype person, then who's going to hype up for you? Absolutely. There's a new girl I found on TikTok and on Instagram. Every day she posts an OOTD and ooh, ooh, ta-da, as she calls it. <laughs> and every day, you guys, this woman is wearing it's, a full, it's Jocelyn. It's, I, I would love to be her. I watch her and I'm just like giggling. She's like, yeah. here I am. Look at all the gall I have. Look at all, look at my shoe. And she's like, who gave me permission to look this amazing? I did. Exactly. And she just I goes mean, even off. like Ricky Thompson. Like it's yeah. literally oh gosh, just I like, yeah, I, you can't. If you can be that confident, no one's going to argue with you. They're like, wow, I want to be that confident too. But I will say exactly. I will say this. I'm, you know, as I mentioned, I'm old, which I embrace and I love. I love my age and I do agree. I feel like it's a privilege to be healthy and like alive. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you come for me and if you are mean to me in a way that I feel is too dark and too mean, I will find out where you work and I will call your boss and I will turn you in. (laughs) Or or your principal. I'll call your school principal. I've done it. I've done it before and I'll do it again. Because here's the thing, like I'm an adjusted adult and I feel good. But a lot of these people online are kids, are young people, and I will fight the fights for them. So if you come for me, I will come for your boss. 
just throwing it out there. So I have a question for you guys, because I feel like, you know, when people get mad when you respond to haters, because it's like, don't give them any attention. When I'm doing it, it's not because I'm like, oh, I'm so mad. I'm like pissed off and want to like get back them. I'm doing it because I just think it's like, I'll do it's it. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, literally, it's it's like a sense of joy for me because I'm like, yeah, it's testing out my comedy skills. And, <laughs> but um, And not even usually responding. I don't necessarily respond to the actual comment on YouTube. I'll screenshot it and then go put it on my Instagram story. And this hasn't happened in a while. I feel like even on my channel in particular, like just that's my solo channel, I don't get as much like random hate because not that many people are watching it. And the ones that are actually do like me, (laughs) but but, like clever, it would be like random people come across it and then they're just cruel. But I had done this video about uh, Jeffrey Epstein and Donald Trump's bank. They, casual topics. I, Super it, yeah, literally all of my stuff. And then it's like the dark t- truth about blah, blah, blah. So it in no way, though, in it, like it talks about Do- Trump being shady, having shady business stuff and that the bank helped him with shady business stuff. And that that same bank helped Jeffrey Epstein with shady business stuff. It's about the bank, though, and it's about suicides that the bank probably had a part in. <laughs> Somehow after it had been up for weeks, got demonetized immediately. It didn't do that well because YouTube didn't push it out. Weeks later, it gets pushed out to apparently a lot of Trump supporters. Ooh, fun. <laughs> so I'm like, cool traffic. It's demonetized, so it doesn't really matter. But um, <laughs> I started getting these comments, Sarah. They, br- I was dying because there's so many things that you could maybe like... I, I researched a lot. It's very thorough. But like, you could probably poke some holes or ask some questions. I'm going to read you a few. Well, as a, most of the comments that you were getting that were negative were about your, because your overtly sexual outfit, which was literally like a thermal underwear. It, no, like, it was <laughs> it was no shit. It was a Henley shirt like I wear right now with a tank top. I have a this is a sports bra, but it was literally like this. And people oh were God, like, how, how dare, dare you? you listen to someone no, no, who wears such listen, a sexual listen, outfit? This is a real. Co- <laughs> this is a real comment. Pamela says, if you want. Also, anyone that calls it reporting that I'm doing, I'm like, I'm not a reporter. Okay, it's it, yeah. I'm like, you're you're on a channel called the Lils Channel with a Z, and um, I literally am saying fuck fifty times in this video. Read like, the room. What do you mean? So, Pamela, if you want me to take you your reporting seriously. I'm like, I don't really care. Try not to show your bra strap, especially mm. when t- when talking about Jeffrey Epstein. Mm. <laughs> That's creepy. Okay, what, Pamela. What, what's the especially? That's so weird. Because I'm so that I, I That's posted weird. the next one. It's me. It's me going like dress code violation. Because it's literally, I'm like, I'm more covered in this than I would be in anything else. You know, you can't please everyone. You are not an avocado. Okay. Well, Only avocados make most people happy. Maybe not either of you, but they make most people very happy. I love avocados, but sometimes they're not on my schedule and they need to be on my schedule. Thank you. We need to work <laughs> on that. Okay. In 2020. Um, okay. So Sarah, before we go into the final part of this show, there's one other topic that I feel like you and I and Lils have to talk about because you are uniquely suited to discuss this. And that is the fact that somehow you and I both ended up <laughs> competing in beauty pageants with no previous experience, like, no experience. I literally just like signed up for a pageant 
Miss California USA, which is one of the top pageants in the world. And I just, they were like, send us a picture. You're in. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's um, a question. Question. Arizona question. USA. You did um, Arizona. Another yeah. big one. Question. Yes. Uh, first of all, congratulations. Commend both of you on your, <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you. On uh, your Miss Valley of titles. the uh, Valley of the Sun. L O L. So I have a question before you continue this story. Um, how does one suddenly decide they want to join a pageant? You go first, Sarah. Well, my mom always wanted me to do the Miss Wyoming pageant, which I should have. You would have won that. For I sure. would have won. You're the Wyoming queen. <laughs> you just every place you moved, you competed in the pageant. <laughs> yeah, no, my mom always wanted it. And I did, you know, the bad association with pageant girls. So I was like, I don't want to be a pageant girl. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. And also like, I, I was very, I was young. Um, and I was like, I don't want to be in a bikini on stage, like all this stuff. And then I like was about to move to California. And I was like, I should just do this as like a bucket list as a self challenge. Like, see if I can blend it as like a pageant girl. And uh, you have so I, like, I would never in a million. That sounds mortifying to me. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> not for me is what I learned in a weekend. Not for me. You are not so, a pageant uh, girl. <laughs> oh my god God. literally i picture you as being like miss congeniality and you take out like you play the cups yeah so i was like maybe i can get miss congeniality i'll just be i'll just do that so that was like kind of like the obviously you want to win but like uh, i was like i'll settle for miss congeniality uh so yeah then i just signed up with like three weeks to go never doing this before didn't take a class didn't i just was watching videos over and over you didn't hire a personal trainer no, I had a friend who did fitness competitions. So she gave me like a quick little like regimen. So I did that. And then uh, I would like film myself walking in my apartment. What was your talent? <laughs> it was not in Miss USA. You don't need a talent. No talent required. Shit. Yeah. Why? That's how it is. It was so they're when- just judging whether you're hot and you can answer a stupid question. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. And oh, also, wow. Sarah, I don't know if <laughs> this is really um, low. I don't know if this would have been when you did it, but I did Miss California USA, which also you need no talent whatsoever. Um, what? The girl, the girl who won is actually incredibly talented the year that she's like a, a well-known actress now. But oh. um, Donald Trump owned those pageants yep. when I was in it, at least. Yep. And, and that's, that's probably I, why they got rid of the talent. He's like, I don't care about this. Get them in the bikinis. No, yeah. I mean, because that's who that is like the the system that takes you to Miss Universe. And Miss Universe yeah. is like the most beautiful woman in the world or whatever. But similar to you, Sarah, like I just randomly heard about it through a friend of mine who was actually working at Donald Trump's production company. And this is like 10 years ago, maybe more over 10 years ago, different world we were living in. And she's like, you should do like a beauty pageant. You should just like get in. And I was like, well, I've never done a pageant. So like, don't you have to win like your local town? And she's like, oh no, all you no. do is, um, so literally you guys, all I did was fill out a form that had my name and my height and weight. And then they, they asked you to send in a photo of yourself in a swimsuit. That's how you get into the pageant. And then I got to pick what town I was from. How and old I was like, do you have to be? What, what's the age? Range? Oh, and that's the other thing. You have to be under 27, over Shit. 27. I was going to say, this old. would be a great video. Should I enter and now? Unmarried. Unmarried. Yeah. Can we like children? As well. Can we, I look young. Can we fake my birth we should. certificate? We absolutely should. But it was <laughs> the, the most- entire drama. We have this whole fraud investigation going on because I tried to, <laughs> 
<laughs> but it was absolutely fascinating. Um, some of the stereotypes were true. Mm-hmm, I was I'll definitely um, not like uh, invited into the fold of the pageant no. girls. The only girl were, who was were super they all ni- friends? Oh yeah, they do pageants every weekend. They do pageants <laughs> like Sarah was saving in every state. Like it it's wasn't like a just hobby. a bunch of you guys for doing first time. Just well, like, there no, was like a couple of us. Yes, a few. Could a you few. spot out the newbies? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> You're all like shaking in the corner. Yes. Yes. But um, there was some girls who like would they didn't play soccer growing up or like volleyball. They did pageants. It's like their, yeah. their hobby in their life. And um, I lost immediately. Like I got kicked out. I didn't make like the top 10 or top 20 or whatever. And um, I remember... I was like so hungry because we just were so, so busy and we hungry. weren't eating enough. I was like starving. So um, I just asked everyone if they had any candy in the back. And I was like shoveling raisinets into my mouth. And I forgot to go back out on stage because they still uh, want you to parade about, around. That is yeah, the time most Jocelyn thing I've and ever you guys, heard. This is the craziest part. My parents who were in the audience thought I didn't come out because I was sad that I lost. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> They were so worried about me. They were like texting me like, are you okay? Is everything all right? And I was like, I'm starving. I need some donuts. She's in the back. She's like, oh, Oh, that's so funny. But the girl girl who won is Megan Tandy. And she is so sweet. I've ran into her since. She was on Teen Teen Wolf. Mm -hmm. One of the actresses on Teen Wolf. And she was so kind to me. Even though I was like, did not belong. My tan was like, not shiny enough. I did not even know how to do makeup. I had Mm -hmm. no idea about anything. But Sarah, I've seen your photos. You looked freaking flawless. Dude, I like blended in. I blended in. My walk might have been horrible and fast. I might have been a little awkward with my posing, but the photos, I look, it's like Sandra Bullock, like just blended (laughs) in. No, it is. Actually, you have Sandra Bullock vibes even with your hairstyle. Yeah, because I had like dark brown hair. I had this like really cool dress I had ordered online and got like three days before the pageant. Like it really was like, I just put it together, but yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you, Jocelyn. Like some of the stereotypes were right. There are also girls there that like clearly didn't do pageants like me. And so like, of course we all bonded and became friends. Um, the girl who won was very sweet. And of course I was like gunning for Miss Congeniality being like myself backstage. Can you imagine? And like, while girls are like putting self tanner on and I'm like, I'm not getting tanner. Like I'm, this is my skin. I'm going to embrace it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, so I wanted Miss Congeniality. I did not get Miss Congeniality. All the girl, all the girls that do pageants, they voted for their one friend. Of course. So of course. I got outnumbered. But, it's rigged. Uh, it's monopoly. rigged. Yeah. And but, then, and then I got out of it and I was like, never doing that again. Like, it's not for me. Wait. So I'm, I mean, honestly, I'm still a little stuck on the fact that there's no talent portion. Yeah. But, no, talent. Um, no talent. What was your question? Is just one question. I had an interview. I didn't yep. even make it to the round where they ask you questions. That's like the top 10. The top yeah, that's actually surprising because I feel I like you eliminated. would be the one to like accidentally win. <laughs> did not. I did not at all. <laughs> Sarah, did you make it to the question round or did you get eliminated? No, I got eliminated first round. So <laughs> it was like 60 girls. And I think they did top 15, 16, yes. 17. And I didn't, I didn't make it in the top. What was um that? What was the one that went viral because she answered something really stupid? Yeah, she oh. actually owned the gym that I used to wor- uh, go to in uh, in Culver City. She owned oh my gosh, shut up! But what, I don't think she owns it, it anymore. Uh, she her name was like a Car- Caroline. 
or was she from North Carolina or something like that? And she was like, I just think that Americans should have maps. Oh, that, that it was something about like, that they should have more access to like geography and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's okay. hilarious. But I will say I do have a lot of respect for the art of it all because there's mm-hmm. a lot of like just the walking and the grooming. And um, I, same thing, Sarah, like, and now I'm really comfortable with like just wearing a swimsuit and whatever. And I always have been around like friends and family. But the concept of like prancing across the stage, that was like the most freeing thing I had ever done at the time. Mm. And I just remember feeling like Tyra, like I was on top model. Yeah. Like I was just strutting across the stage in my Victoria's Secret push-up bra swimsuit, yes. like living my best life. And I think I got a lot out of it based on that. Um but I would probably never do it again. No, no. I just, I think I'm most blown away that like that never even came up as like, oh, Lil would, I mean, I don't think I was the person that people were asking if I was interested in that. But like, I don't know, aside from my friend, Kaylin, that's from um, NorCal, I do not know anyone besides Aaron also that did pageants. Well, it's kind of a hobby for people. So I feel like if you're in pageants, you hang out with people that do pageants, but like you played basketball. So your friends played basketball. Not not like a couple, but like, I don't know. I feel like I had a lot of different kinds of friends. I just don't know anyone. Was it a big thing in California? I guess, but it's super competitive. It's I know. I, I, you, there was girls in the pageant that had done it like six, seven years in a row and gotten like second place every time. And so it's like, it gets really competitive. I just, I guess it's like a way for them if they want to get into modeling or something yes. like that career wise. But so I know, not for um, me. I don't think Jocelyn has seen it. I've talked about it at nauseum, but have you ever seen Drop Dead Gorgeous? No, I haven't actually. But we need to watch it because I've heard so much it about it. We need to watch it. My favorite. It's. I would say it's top three favorite movies of all time. And it's from like 1997, maybe. Definitely should have been like, should not have been able to watch it because you watch <laughs> it now and it's it's a satire and it's very, very politically incorrect, but on purpose. It has gotten, it has aged even worse, but better. Um, <laughs> it is about a, it's a mockumentary about a beauty pageant in Mount Rose, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And it's like the whole reason they all do it is because like that's their ticket out because yeah. they're like going to go get a modeling contract. But it's just like, it's Kirsten Dunst, Kirstie Alley, Amy Adams, Brittany Murphy, uh, just the best that's cast in the world. Cast. And it's just like, oh my God, are people like this? And it's like, it's exaggerated, but I think they are. Oh my gosh. And now here we are. We can all just pretend that we're Instagram models if we want to. And Sarah, on the regular, you can put on the cat dress. You can put on the yarn dress behind you. You Mm -hmm. can put on all the things (laughs) and you don't even need to like (laughs) starve yourself or do any of these weird things pageant people do. Last thing I'll tell you, last thing I'll tell you guys. Okay. I'm not going to tell you who. Okay. But this girl was in a lot of pageants. Um, she got eliminated when I did, but she was like pen to win the whole thing. And then she didn't even make top 10. So I get eliminated. I'm just like, yeah, who cares? I, I knew I was going to win. This. I, I want some snacks. I go backstage. Who should be backstage with me? But her. It's just she and I. And she is like, I've been robbed. Yep. I've been robbed. Yep. That's I've how worked- it was, dude. 
like so that reminds like, me of the girl that's st- that she goes to take Sandra's or that takes the crown at the end. 100% when same vibes. And she was like, I worked on my body so much. And I was like, so do you have any like snacks I can eat? Like I was like, do you have any they, um, candy? They probably, or, they probably get so rabid because they haven't eaten in so long. No, for oh, sure. Yeah, for I sure. can believe that. No, I no, no, no. It's, it's not for me. Although it would be funny to just do a pageant based on personality only, which is probably just like a comedy <laughs> competition. That's Instagram. <laughs> That's true. That's, That's true. That's Instagram and TikTok. Um, okay, Sarah, are you down to stick around for our last um, segment on the show? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. If the internet will allow. So long, share well. I hate us so much more now. Lil, why don't you kick us off? Okay, our final segment is Share Well, where we say farewell, but then we also share something that brought us joy this week. Mine is that I've gotten very active on Pinterest. Okay, I love Pinterest. Sarah, I I talk about it all the time on this show. I was like, is Um, this a new one? Is there a new uh, development? Yeah, there's a new development. Also, by the way, if you want to find some unique trolls, go to Pinterest because the Karen level, like mom level over there of like moms telling you you're disgusting is a new kind of funny. Let me just tell you. There's Pinterest haters? Oh my gosh. Yeah, but they're like, it's hilarious because they're all like moms like who are they're they're not like teenagers so it's really like I had a lady tell me today how disgusting I was but I just told her lol I, I wish I could apologize but I'm not sorry anyway get a new insult it was so boring so and something I found on Pinterest and also recreated is hearts of palm pasta I saw okay, your stories pasta noodles made out of hearts of palm I don't know what sort of witchcraft sorcery it takes to make this stuff like into a noodle but when I say Lily you would eat it and have no idea it's not a real noodle I'm not kidding it is amazing I can easily eat a whole box of the noodles and it's like eating a tree I guess or a root I don't know it's great it brought me a lot of joy and um I'll, I'll make some for you guys and drop it off to your houses. Perfect. That's yeah. what I'm getting at. I um, love so- a good Trader Joe's find. When you find that little nugget, it's like you won the lottery. It's a secret. There's like an account that everyone should follow called at Trader Joe's list. And should you follow her? Yeah, I did follow her. Oh, she's you. amazing. She's amazing. She's amazing. She tells you what's new in the store. If it tastes good, if it's worth the hype. Um, that's what I'm t- into. I've given up beauty pageants for Trader Joe's. <laughs> That's what I'm into. Not a bad trade. Um, what about you, Sarah? What brought you joy this week? Along the lines with my rant, I went on Instagram the other day. A couple people that I hadn't talked to in years uh, since I moved to California, like reached out to me and were, was like, you are such a light. You are so creative. I, you know, I, it's so amazing to kind of like see you on your journey. And like, I, it really is an inspiring thing. So I know it's, it, that's like, you know, lame for me to be like people complimented me no, no I, love so that. Nice. I love for, that for someone like because it's like at the end of the day like outward appearance is whatever but it's like really your heart and people were like really speaking to my heart and really like saying nice things about my heart and that like really really touched me Ugh. and I think I think we need more of that and I'm a sap so I love to like be like this is why you're talented and this is what I love about you and so I think like I think you need to do that more especially in these times when we don't know what's going to happen next and we really got to be present so I think like tell the people you love you love them why you love them and even if you're very casual friends with them tell them why you love them that oh I feel gosh, like I've been actually trying that. to I would say this year but it's only been a week I would say like the, <laughs> the last like since kind of all this started I would even say maybe before 
I just like stuff in life that's happened. I feel like I tried to be much more like, cause I'm always very like lighthearted and kidding about stuff. Mm-hmm, and I'm very sarcastic mm-hmm. that sometimes maybe people don't realize if I'm like, Hey, by the way, I actually do really appreciate you. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, especially via text, I'm one to send in a good sappy text once in a while. That's true. You really are. And I will say that if anyone is listening or watching this podcast in video form and you're not following Sarah, you should be because... <laughs> Um, there's a lot of negativity everywhere on social media, and, and I've had to start like prote- on yours. I've had to start like protecting myself sometimes because mm-hmm. some people will take me down a rabbit hole mm-hmm. that I, I'm just not ready for on that day. I never <laughs> skip your stories. I always watch them because whether it's good, bad, in between, whatever, everything brings me joy that you post. So Aww, thank, thank you. you. It's true. Thank you. Well, um, what about you? What brought you joy? Well, I, I still have one of the comments up from the Trump video, and it's uh, <laughs> Linda saying, lady, you need to button up your blouse. Your bra is showing. I'd rather not see this. <laughs> you can cool. turn off. You can click out of the video. You, you're allowed to do that. I just is like, put a blouse on, lady. You look like a fake reporter. And I said, shit, what tipped you off? The the str- the uh, bra strap and blouse or the fact that you're watching a video on something called the Lil's channel? <laughs> Um, no, but my, uh, mine was going to be something that's not necessarily, I wouldn't say it brought me joy, but it just brought me so much entertainment. Did you guys watch my stories last night? Oh, yes. You were talking about, um, the people who, okay. So this is a topic that we discussed with a a guest that has not come out yet, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm Christian. I grew up in a Christian family, um, but very much so like, evolution and creation but not like these mm. people who are like we're not allowed to talk about science at all and you went down a whole rabbit hole of like people who are like just believing only the creationism thing which yeah. is fine if that's what people want to believe that's okay but you are uh, jumping into that i mean whatever people can not I guess. Really. <laughs> so basically <laughs> megan brought this up is i don't know how she even came across it is that she posted something and then she finds out that people have not ever learned about evolution like there's a oh, large definitely. group of people that yeah. schools never taught them that and that they only learn creationism through church which creationism isn't oh but also science it says it was created by divine power and nothing else. It just, everything was here one day. And so Megan and I are both very not religious. I also don't have, like, Jocelyn is religious. We have no issues. She's not <laughs> trying to convert me every day. And I'm not trying to get her to not be religious. It's an understanding. Believe what you want. Sure. But please tell me how people think it went to the extent of we're going back to, like, dinosaurs. People think like adults even like people and not just because they're like against like their conspiracy theorists and think people made things up like kids that just never learned it because this is what they were taught think dinosaurs aren't real and that they were made up or that that, like are the artifacts were like or that the fossils were like planted that dinosaurs never existed that like all that kind of there there was two things it was what (laughs) one that dinosaurs never existed they're just made up so then i was like but what about the, like the bones and the fossil. What, what also, do you mean? Evidence. I, yeah. Yes. And, and then, I don't want to live then, in a world without dinosaurs. I need then, dinosaurs. But then people responded and said, yeah, we were told that that was a test from God. And about like, what? So he put 
He, he was bones? testing you to put fake bones to see if you would. But what are you that like, seems like to a lot test of work. your devotion that's to whether you believe so much? Because that's my whole thing. I was like, who would have made up this whole thing about di- like who would go to that much trouble? And you're very imaginative. Like that's a no. lot of different mm-hmm. species. I it's just, how did how would you possibly do that? And then it gets to the point also that um, the bones are straight up fake in museums made of plaster. Um. And then I actually had a girl um, text me or respond this morning and say that she grew up with a specific kind of church. And she learned one month ago, she's 22, what evolution is. No, Because a lot of schools, because I, I do know, not I also, teach you. I had to, and I say in my things that uh, we had to get um, permission slip, permission slip signed yeah. if you wanted to opt out of it. But right. my whole oh. thing, I was like, how do you get to fucking opt out of science class? What do you mean? Like, no. And I went to a Christian school um, in elementary school and I don't have memories of that because it was so long ago yeah, as far as like remember. science. But um the way I was raised, at least like in my family and stuff was like, I don't know. You, science is real too. Well, that's the thing. Like, and it, it's God the people can be that real are like so saying it. Science. So then I was talking to my friend who's an AP biology teacher in high school. And she said that 20% of the AP test is about evolution. So, so if you opt out to learn, it? you're just going to fail because you don't oh. know any of those answers because your parents didn't want you to learn about it because they were too religious. But then also she said that there are te- science teachers that will purposely skim over that whole thing to not teach it because of their personal beliefs. Well, I think How are you a science teacher that doesn't believe in science? Yeah, I think I remember hearing about this when I was younger that there is like a whole... I, I think it went through like a legal process of like, if I it think it was when I, that was like, it was controversial. I think my year yeah. when we were doing it, but what was crazy to me and another friend responded because we did in first grade, there was like a fossil dig and we like went yeah. in the, like and picked up bones out of the sandbox and stuff. The next year we did a field trip to the La Brea tar pits. Oh yeah, like, me too. I how, went too when I was a kid. How are you going to explain that and then not, <laughs> and then later be like, you can opt out. You don't have to do this. I'm like, can I opt out of algebra? What are you talking about? Like how, I, it just blows my mind that you can be like, mm, I'm against that. I don't believe that. I'm like, what do you mean you don't believe it? It's true. Like, It's interesting though. It's but like we the people up- that argue the Holocaust isn't real. I'm like, yeah. what do you mean? Like- but also, we grew up, Lily, both of us in L.A., where... That's like, what I the said. Most, I was like, I had conservative to the, like, museums and stuff. So I'm like, well, I can't also, even imagine places that didn't have those kind of things, so they could just completely ignore it. Even the most conservative pockets of SoCal, Southern California, are, like, not necessarily what you're going to get in other parts of the country, where, like, probably people are very against like the science of it all but I just again I can't live in a world where dinosaurs never existed like I land before time Jurassic Park I'm here for it I need a T-Rex I need a brontosaurus I need it all why would you say something so controversial yet brave (laughs) I'm so brave I'm so brave you're so brave my old boy I'm like I just like why are you like I was like are there like evolved religions that believe maybe like a like 
we can overlook that part, but we'll believe the rest. I'm like, how about we go with that? And then I think people got mad because they think I was just saying that all Christians don't believe in evolution. And I was like, no, that is I, not the case. I, I was like, no, I was referring sure. to like the churches. Like, do any churches say that, like, hey, so we're going to maybe skip this section? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. But um, you should actually sit down with Chris Reese, my husband, because he is obsessed with this topic and talking about <laughs> the origins. Like, he's not a small talk guy. Like, one time I was at a baby shower with him and he was literally sitting on the ground talking to someone about the origin of humankind and the universe and the Big Bang and how the molecules came together. And I was just like, I love See, your brain. I'm, so not, cute. I'm not even interested in that stuff. I just want to know the psychology behind the people that are like, no. Nope, it's fake. It, they God was testing us, and that's those are plaster. Gosh, they're really missing out on the dinosaurs. That's what I'm just like, say. where are they getting all of this labor? Like, this is so much work. <laughs> uh, but I do love that that brought you joy because it that's did. a very so, like, yeah, deep thought. It thing. was such like a weird like I didn't really care at first, and then the more I was like. Wow. Like, I think since I didn't ever grow up going to church, it blows my mind even more that people would believe certain things. But like some of the stuff people are responding to, it's like my other friend responded that her grandma told her that everyone was like made out of fairy dust. Oh, I'm here. I'm I like, like that. That sounds fun. I, it's I, oh. interesting. Like, those are wow. some of the kids that are never going to stop believing in Santa. <laughs> he's not real <laughs> how dare you um wow well sarah thank you for being with us on this journey for people who are not following you yet and who love cats who love comedy who love italians um where where can they find you uh on twitter and instagram and uh tiktok i'm at rude unicorns but then you you can see my face a lot on uh, smosh pit and smosh games on youtube and I highly recommend that you just do what's good and find her immediately because, <laughs> I mean, everything you post is so great. I'm like a fan of Barefoot Wines only because of you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, my parents, they send me photos of them and they make their own wine and they send me photos of them drinking Barefoot because I was like, I had a bunch of sponsored posts by them. Our and parents so the cutest sweet. limits like that. My mom will be like, oh, look what I'm having. I'm like, I don't really care about but thank you. <laughs> so sweet. I love it. <sighs> Oh my gosh. And to all of you guys listening or watching this on YouTube, thank you so much for being here. If you are new, please subscribe to the podcast and the channel. Um, please rate us five stars and leave us a, you know, a, what are those called? A comment or review. a recommendation? Yeah, a review because we those. need it. Yes. We need a, it. A positive one, preferably. We need it. Um, <laughs> and hey, we're here every single week. So please join the party. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for and, watching. Um, thanks for listening. Sarah, one last request. I'm going to need, do you have a blonde wig? I do. Yeah. Fucking do a Britney Spears performance. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say either baby one more time or oops, I did it again. Your choice. Hey, I've done that karaoke on the internet and off the internet a ton of times. Perfect. Oh, so wow. you have practice. Send it to me when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, this episode is over. Salutations. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for being here.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.